O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 125 on page 504, and 138 on page 513. They that put their trust in the Lord shall be even as the Mount Zion, which may not be removed, but standeth fast forever. The hills stand about Jerusalem, even so standeth the Lord round about his people, from this time forth forevermore. For the scepter of the ungodly shall not abide upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put their hand unto wickedness. Do well, O Lord, unto those that are good and true of heart. As for such as turn back unto their own wickedness, the Lord shall lead them forth with the evildoers, but peace shall be upon Israel. Psalm 138 I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things. When I called upon thee, thou heardest me, and enduest my soul with much strength. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, for they have heard the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the, glo that great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet shalt thou refresh me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness towards me. Yea, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Despise not then the works of thine own hands. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Here begins the 17th verse of the 10th chapter of the book of Judges. Then the people of Ammon gathered together and encamped in Gilead, and the children of Israel assembled together and encamped in Mizpah. And the people, the leaders of Gilead, said to one another, Who is the man that will begin the fight against the people of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Now Jephthah the Gileadite, Gileadite was, a, was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Talb. And worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. Now it came to pass after a time that the people of Ammon made war against Israel. And so it was when the people of Ammon made war against Israel, that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Then they said to Jephthah, Come and be our commander, that we may fight against the people of Ammon. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and expel me from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we have turned again to you now, that you may go with us and fight against the people of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back home to fight against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will be a witness between us if we do not do according to your word. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and commander over them. And Jephthah spoke, all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Now Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon, saying, What do you have against me, that you have come to fight against me in my land? And the king of the people of Ammon answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came out of Egypt, from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok, and to the Jordan. Now therefore restore those lands peaceably. So Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon, and said to him, Thus says Jephthah, Israel did not take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the people of Ammon. For when Israel came up from Egypt, they walked through the wilderness as far as the Red Sea, and came to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let me pass through your land. But the king of Edom would not heed. And in like manner they sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained in Kadesh. And they went along through the wilderness and bypassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab, came to the east side of the land of Moab, and encamped by the other side of the Arnon. But they did not enter the border of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, king of Heshbon, and Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land into our place. 
But Sihon did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. So Sihon gathered all his people together and camped in Jahaz and fought against Israel. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the land of Israel, and they defeated them. Thus Israel gained possession of all the land of the Amorites who inhabited that country. They took possession of all the territory of the Amorites, from the Arnon to the Jabbok, and from the wilderness to the Jordan. So now the Lord God of Israel has dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Will you not possess whatever Shamash your God gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God takes possession of before us, we will possess. And now, are you any better than Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel? Did he ever fight against them? While Israel dwelt in Heshbon and its villages, in Aor and its villages, and in all the cities along the banks of the Arnon, for three hundred years, why do you not recover them within that time? Therefore I have not sinned against you, but you wronged me by fighting against me. May the Lord, the judge, render judgment this day between the children of Israel and the people of Ammon. However, the king of the people of Ammon did not heed the words which Jephthah sent, sent him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah of Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead he advanced toward the people of Ammon. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord, and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the people of Ammon, shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. <clears throat> so Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he defeated them from Aor, as far as Mineth, twenty cities, and to Abel Karamim, with a very great slaughter. This the people of Ammon were subdued before the children. Thus the people of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, there was there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing, and she was his only child. Beside her he had neither son nor daughter, and it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low. You are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot go back on it. So she said to him, My father, if you have given your word to the Lord, do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth, because the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the people of Ammon. Then she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone for two months, that I may go and wander in the mountains, and bewail my virginity, my friends and I. So he said, Go. And he sent her away for two months, and she went with her friends, and bewailed her virginity in the mountains. And it was so, at the end of two months, that she returned to her father, and he carried out his vow with her, which he had vowed. She knew no man, and it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went four days each year to lament the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite. 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 Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Here begins the 40th verse of the 8th chapter of St. Luke. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for twelve years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng you and press, and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus says, Somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all out, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she rose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. 
and thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. There's a number of interesting and one extremely troubling thing in our story from Judges today. Um, First of all, this judge who comes in the, in the pattern of judges to rescue Israel when she's fallen into, uh, you know, oppression because of idolatry is, is a son of a, of a, uh, whore of a prostitute or the, the idea would be his father was unfaithful and this is the, the, um, the byproduct of that. And it's interesting that his brothers reject him on that basis. What's, what's interesting scripturally is that God doesn't tend to do that. God tends to assess people on the basis of their faith. 
And um, whereas, and though the Bible has great respect for authority, because the idea of someone's in a position of authority, they in a certain sense represent God's authority. So we respect the the office. Um, it is always the faith of a person that God recognizes. And and so Jephthah's uh, rejected for being the son of a prostitute. It's interesting, as we discussed a little while back, that Rahab the harlot from Jericho becomes an ancestor of our Lord. So if that was to cause someone to be rejected, it's it just not, it, it, it's, it's not uh, uh, God's attitude. And we should be aware when we're reading these stories, because people mistake it sometimes, that because the narrative of scriptures presents something disturbing, that this, this therefore is a um, scriptural affirmation of the thing. Scripture, especially as these narrative sections operate on a what we might think of as a narrative theology, where we're supposed to read the story and reflect, reflect critically on it. And the real moral lesson is, yeah, it's a really bad idea to reject people who are who are who are, who are gifted just because of, of where they come from, that they had no no choice over. Or then later on in, in the rash vow, but we'll talk about in a second. The the other thing characters of the story is where Jephthah talks about the Lord fighting battles for Israel by which Israel won land over adversaries. And therefore, Jephthah says, because the Lord has fought this battle and won us this, it's ours. And if Chemosh, your God, was, you know, wanted you to have it, he'd have given it to you. This reflects that ancient idea that the territory a nation got was won by the power of its God. So it's perfectly in keeping with the idea of things at that point in time. And so then in this battle, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon Jephthah, uh, Jephthah is now going to win the battle. Wherever God's spirit is with his people, uh, there will be victory. And where God's spirit is not, there will not be victory. Uh, this is a, another theme of, of Joshua and Judges. The disturbing part is, is that Jephthah, having been given the victory, having God be with him, he's going out, makes this rash vow. If, if you'll, I'll sacrifice the first thing that comes out. And I'm sure he was envisioning perhaps his prized sheep, uh, not his daughter. Um, and the, the overarching moral of this story is don't make rash vows. God didn't ask him to do that. God, you know, gave him a spirit and led him into battle, um, that, that people did this in this um, historical time period. It, it, it was not uncommon in, in, in some of the contemporaneous Greek mythology for someone to promise to, to sacrifice a child for some outcome in battle. And it, it reflects this sort of Wild West period that the Judges is, which includes a lot of strange beliefs mixed in with the presence of God. God does not affirm that. Nothing, nothing said it other than he vows it and he carries through on it. A lot of um, work has been put into figuring out, well, did what really happened with Jephthah's daughter? Uh, because it also says something about she, she remained childless. But it's hard to take this anything other than the plain sense that this is a very lamentable vow and sacrifice. And again, does not have God's imprimatur. It is, it is a moral of the story. This is a really bad thing to do. Um, and just how, how wild it was in Israel in, the, in this season of time. 
When we get to Luke's gospel, we pick up a couple of the themes that sort of come over. One is this not respecting of persons because we've got Jairus, the synagogue ruler, respected man in the community who a rabbi would go and pray for. But then we have this woman with the flow of blood for 18 years who's unclean. And the belief was if she literally, if she touched Jesus, Jesus would become unclean. So he shouldn't have anything to do with her. But of course, he could go to the synagogue with the respected leader. But Jesus makes no distinction. The woman touches him and he feels power go out. So her faith avails for her healing every bit as much as the faith of Jairus and his household avails for the resurrection of his daughter. And this makes the point that background makes no difference in 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 God and this what as the psalm said though he dwells on high yet he has respect to the lowly this is an overarching new testament point that we come into the new covenant in Christ on the basis of faith and and nothing nothing else and so the overarching point is is to believe and for us belief is is continuing to stay connected to God and Christ in our prayer and continuing to do the things that God calls us to do. And this is what causes um, God to order our lives in that providential way where all things work for good. And uh, this story reminds us as we do that, don't, don't make any rash oaths. God doesn't want us to do that. A couple thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives 
by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you, Father John. Thank, Thank you, Bishop Scott. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.